Hello, hello, hello everyone and a warm, warm welcome to another episode of the What's Going On podcast. Feels like I've been saying that for, for, for quite quite many times. Yeah, 22. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually like in a in a really like momentum with the podcast which I really like. We record a lot of episodes right now. Yeah, a lot coming out soon. Yeah. A couple episodes have been recorded but haven't been released with some special guests. Yeah. So you guys should look forward to those. Yeah, yeah. But first of all, felt felt a little, little rude here. How you doing, man? Well, I'm good. Nice, I'm good, man. nice. Got a new haircut. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Got, uh, got to stay fresh with the summer coming. Yeah, the viewers can can tell us that I got a one. <laughs> like knife sharp, knife sharp yeah, shade, uh, fade. Uh, fade could cut cheese, my man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, felt okay. felt nice, you, you know. When we record episodes now, you know, to, to always have a fresh haircut. Uh, yeah, man, you got it. You can't be looking scruffy. Nah, man, nah, yeah, man. You, you get way more like confident also. Yeah. When you're gonna do the episodes, so. yeah, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's some truth to that. Damn, some quotes coming out of the mouth uh, today, man. Nah, I think it's I, like I it. think it's Michael Jordan who said that. Yeah. I always want to look look fresh. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's just, true. Just though. feel more confident. Yeah, for sure. And people for sure. might not think we're fresh, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, so subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Hope uh, all your listeners are good and viewers also. Uh, glad to see that you you tuned in to another episode of the What's Going On podcast. Um, and we're here to talk about football, of course, uh, as we always do in this podcast. Um, there's been so many like really exciting games this weekend and also like so many things to discuss around these games. Um, but actually, this episode will be a bit special because uh, we won't start with talking exactly what happened on the field. Um, we will actually talk about what happened off the field uh, during a game uh, because this um, Saturday, it was? Sunday, I think. Sunday, yeah. Uh, Sunday, uh, Real Madrid faced uh, Valencia. And there was an incident there with Vinicius Jr. and um, some spectators in the stands. Can you can you describe and uh, and tell us a little bit what what happened yeah. for those who haven't read about it? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, terrible, terrible incident. Yeah, uh, something we see way too much of in Spain and Southern Europe in general. But what happened was that um, before before Real Madrid got off the team bus at the Mestalla, which is Valencia Stadium, um, there was a group of Valencia fans. Or as they were getting off, there was a group of Valencia fans who, first of all, they were there shouting "Vinicius, you're a monkey." Um, and then during the game, this continued and actually got even worse. And then literally in the 72nd minute, Vinicius stopped playing, confronting the fans in the stands behind the goal and pointing out, okay, yeah, you know, this, you know, this person is calling me a monkey, you know, telling the ref, you know, trying to, um, yeah, almost trying to stop the game. Yeah, and interrupt, interrupt the game and, yeah, and, and stop it. And make, maybe also try to make like the referee do something. Yeah, exactly. And the game stopped for six minutes. Um, and Vinny, of course, he was, he was in tears. Yeah. Really sad. Um, you know, terrible thing to experience. And for him... He experiences every away game pretty much, but it felt like this time he really got enough. Yeah, and and then to top it off, towards the end of the game, there was an incident where he ended up getting a red card. There was some you know pushing and shoving between yeah. Real and Valencia players. Um, uh, I think the Valencia player Hugo Duro, he had like, his arm around his neck um, like this, and, and then Vinny like got no, yeah, just hit out at him a little bit, and then Vinny got the red card, um, but nothing happened to Hugo Duro. And of course, yeah, you could argue that Vinny should have got a red card for that incident. You know, if you just look at that incident in isolation. But at the same time, I think that the image of him being the only one to get punished and not Hugo Duro, any other players who were in that scuffle, I think it's a really bad image for Spanish football. For sure. It's, you know? it's really just just sad. Yeah. I get like so, so, so mad when we talk about this because it's like, it's crazy. You know, as, as you say, also in Southern Europe, uh, Italy have had a, has had a, their problems with this also and they still have it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like you know, in twenty twenty three, to be to be racist and like to to judge people of how you look, what color your skin have, and what what type of sexuality you have, it's just like it's just sad, man. Yeah. It's just sad to see like gr- grown up people standing in the stands and trying to affect affect players who just do their job and play football. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, and honestly, in Spain, it feels like fans kind of look at you know the fact of calling you know a black player monkey. The equivalent yeah. of um, just any type of abuse you give any player. If you like, yeah. oh, that's like the type of abuse we give black people. You know, someone else we say, "Oh, you son of a bitch, you wanker." wanker. Do you know what I mean? In England, but to, yeah, but to yeah. black player we say monkey. You know, yeah. like that's how they it feels like they think of it. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't. They don't see the severity of um, doing. Uh, and it's also like quite funny in of like how you can think think in that way because 
I'm I'm not black. It's hard hard for me to like imagine how how it must feel to to be to be judged like this and to be called all these things. But the people who does this and say that oh monkey for us is the same thing as blah blah blah, it's not a f- for them to decide. You know, yeah. It's for the people who are actually um, who they actually shout it to. It's him or her that decides what they feel when you say something to them. Yeah. That's the thing that these people don't understand. They yeah. they try to like be like, okay, this is just an, an insult like any other. No, it's not. No, no it's not. And especially not clearly racism. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. First of all, it's definitely not. And second of all, if any t- if any player, person, boss, colleague, or anything find it that is not the same uh, the same thing as you think, then you have problems, and then you have to be uh, open minded and listen in to yeah. that. Because it's not up to you to decide what it means. It's up to the peop- the, the person who actually face it. Mm. It's up to them to actually decide what they feel about this. Yeah. Do you agree? Hundred percent. Yeah. And this, I mean, this was also, yeah, it's just it's just messed up. You know, the fact that they feel that way, and even the Spanish president, or the, not the Spanish president, but the president of the Spanish Football Federation, yeah, said we have a we have a huge problem with it in Spain. Even the La Liga president Javier Tebas, he got into a um, discussion with Vinny on social media. Is it true? Yeah. Uh, um, and basically, he was pointing out that Vinny had had not turned up for meetings that he was supposed to have with La Liga to deal with the issue, that he himself doesn't understand what's happening, and had not informed himself sufficiently and was allowing himself to be manipulated. Basically, blaming Vinny for this. Uh, what? That's uh, crazy. It's crazy. He did this like on Twitter. Yeah, what? on Twitter, like for everyone to see. You know, we can Damn. pull up the tweet now. Damn. And and like the next day, the Spanish, the president of the Spanish Federation, Luis Rubiales. He said that I asked Vinicius to ignore the irresponsible behavior of Javier Tebas. Yeah. And he said, we have a serious problem. A serious problem that dirties a team, a fan group, and a country as a whole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so pretty, pretty mad. And we see that a lot in Spain, you know, a lot of these people, top, top people in clubs, federations going at each other. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It feels like a shit show down there. Yeah. It feels like you can have like a um reality show following these these stupid ass people yeah for real (laughs) damn but also talking about what happened on social media it was actually a social media post from from vinicius junior that Mm. it really like hit my heart yeah and also like showed uh showed also what 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 he felt and what he meant uh with his how he expressed himself uh, after this whole situation can you tell us yeah Yeah, he basically wrote that um the championship that once belonged to Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Lionel Messi today belongs to the racists. And also said that in Brazil, Spain is regarded as a racist country. Yeah. And I think he ended it with saying, I'm strong and I'll go all the way against the racists, even if it's far from here. Yeah. So do you think that this... Sh- I think he's basically opened the door yeah. to, to, leave, to leave Real Madrid. I, I think he, he's like satisfied being there. Yeah. Um, but you know, to to have to, to have to face all of these things, I think sometimes enough is enough. You know. Yeah, for sure. So th- there's been some rumors, right? Yeah, I was reading the Athletic. Um, yeah. They reached out to Vinicius' entourage, you know, the people around him, and asked if if he meant that was he contemplating leaving Real Madrid. And uh, one of them said yes. When you have to fight on your own, another one said until today there was no chance. From today, yes. That pretty much says it all. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be uh, quite a crazy uh, transfer market then this summer. Yeah. Because because if uh, Vini is leaving Real Madrid now, of now now we start talking about football again. Sorry for that, but just like to see what will happen. Yeah. yeah in- interesting real. to see, and I I respect I will respect his uh, um, decision if he if he decides to go. I think it's hundred percent right right thing to do for him. Yeah. To be able to feel feel happy and satisfied and not like being racially abused. No, for sure. At work. Yeah. yeah, you can't be having that. And I think if he were to decide to leave Real Madrid because of the regular you know, abuse and lack of support he receives as well, I think Spanish football would be losing its biggest talent and it would only have itself to blame. 100%. 100%. And also, I think it will also like affect like the Spanish league uh, in general because I think there's so many like talented players who are of a different race than not maybe Spanish or European yeah. that maybe will think one more time before they come to, to a league like... Um, uh, Spain, for example, there's been some rumors. You know, Jude Bellingham um, yeah, com- coming to Real Madrid. Um, I don't, I don't know what he he feels when he when he sees things like this. I think that this can be like a major thing for him. Like, okay, maybe I should go to go back to England. Yeah. Um, 
where where this is not as common yeah. as it is in, in Italy was never an option for for Jude, but um, but maybe not going to Real Madrid because of this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's definitely thinking about it. I'm sure right now. For sure, for sure. He's reading the papers. He's reading the news. He's watching football the yeah. way you and me do. Yeah, now yeah. maybe not in the same way, but <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he he's for sure. Uh, aware of what's going on and also like his agents and you know the people around him his family you know because yeah. it's also like you're also like quite like um things can happen when you're like on a football field you know um, people can run down do things against you and stuff like that so i also think that maybe jude bellingham's family is like maybe a bit worried yeah about what he might might have to face if he he lives uh leaves germany and signs for real madrid yeah i totally agree and I think if if Vinicius was to leave, I think it would have a big blow on both, obviously, on Real Madrid, um, on La Liga, and even Spanish society as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Because then the world would have the feeling, okay, yeah, the best player in La Liga left because of racism. Do you yeah, mean? that was and like you, you think of Spain related to that, and then you know, it's not good for Spain's reputation. Yeah, both like La Liga and um, Spain will get the stamp. Yeah, uh, get a stamp to be a racist country, of yeah. course. And it's also like because now we talk about one one single incident, mm. uh, but it's definitely not the first time this Vinicius Junior has been um, uh, facing all these uh, all these things. I think it's been nine cases of racism yeah. against him. Yeah, it's been so, nine. Two of them had led to punishments. Yeah, quite like soft ones, fines or stadium bans to individual fans. Um, so not yeah. serious enough, and not enough to you know to actually cause federations and governing bodies to take action. Four are still open, and then there were three that were closed without charges. Right? Yeah. And um, one of these was actually at a game against Real Madrid against Atletico in September. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there. I was yeah. There. Okay. Damn. Uh, did uh, you hear? Did you hear these chants? It was a lot before the game. I remember on our way there, like even when we were listening to the radio in the car, and uh, my friend Danny was saying, "Oh yeah, apparently there's some racist chanting going on and so on." We came like five minutes before the game, and yeah. once we came to the game, we didn't really hear anything. Okay. But it was a lot, a lot before the game. Those fans recorded saying, Vinicius, you're a monkey. And um, the, the prosecutor said that because the chanting lasted just a few seconds and took place within the context of a football game with maximum rivalry, then it was therefore not a crime against the dignity of the person affected. So basically because it didn't last long enough and it was a big rivalry, then it's not important enough. So it doesn't feel like the governing bodies take it seriously enough. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And it's also like, who are these people to decide if it's not like equivalent or not? Yeah, I think also that is like quite like strange. Yeah, how how a random person at like some Spanish federation can say, okay, this is this is not like, this is not serious enough. Yeah, I think every, every like racist case should be like, you have to deal with it with a huge amount of respect. Yeah, for sure. Because because it's hard to like understand how much it can hurt people. Yeah, uh, without a question. Yeah, the, the weird thing is in Spain, often he's like portrayed kind of negatively as being yeah. you know turbulent um, unruly a bit disrespectful and i think that's such a big shame yeah Do you know what i mean such yeah. a, a guy like him it's often because like they because he, you know he, he dances yeah he dances you know he's doing all these dribblings maybe he, sometimes he celebrate a goal in like in in like not a humiliating way but he he'll, he loves to like celebrate when he scores goals mm-hmm. and that that is what football is about you know joy yeah for sure. first of all football should be joy yeah, that's what it's all that, about. That's, that's why you come to the stadium. Most of us, at least, come to the stadium yeah. to experience joy when you mm. watch football. Yeah, and he, he's a player. Who, it feels like he's playing on his like, uh, um, on his like home, uh, and it's like home in his like home street back in Brazil. Yeah, with his he mates. Play, yeah, exactly. He plays football in the same way with with joy, which yeah. I think is beautiful. So, uh, Joga bonito. Yeah, and I think that that's what frustrates a lot of fans. But this is not the way to go. Uh, not to at do all. to do this. Uh, it's sad. It's a shame, you know. We're watching a young superstar, young black boy playing the game he loves, bringing joy to millions of people, but then he just gets subjected to racism at every away game. Yeah, um, yeah such a shame. It's never at home, or uh, not as much. Uh, not from his home fans, at least. Nah. but I'm sure. I'm sure I have like away fans at the Bernabeu. Ah, so. uh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Because I, I remember I went to a Roma game. I think it was Roma against Palermo. Mm. Um, maybe this was in 20. Uh, 2016 maybe mm. and I remember that uh, Sedu Dumbia played for Roma back then and you know he was he was missing some chances you know he was like b- after his prime so he, mm. he was not that good in the way he was at CSK Moscow um, but I remember him missing a big chance in the whole stadium the whole uh, both like the Palermo fans and uh, the Roma fans were like uh, making monkey sounds what? Everyone, you know, so even you, even his own fans. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. All the Roma fans were like yeah, every, every time. Every time he touched the ball, 
they were chanting like mon- monkeys. Um, and there was nothing like, I saw like young kids do it. I saw like um, um, men in the same age as we are, you mm-hmm. know, those guys can always can always be quite stupid. Yeah. Men, young men, they can always be like stupid in the group group context. Yeah. But it was also like this really old lady, like this, she she could be my grandma, um, you know. She she was standing there doing that. So so it's it's fucked up down in Southern Europe, man. Yeah. When it comes to racism, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, so uh, sad. It's fucked up, bro. And yeah. I think governing bodies like they need to put protocols in place people can't like wiggle and blame others you know this is how stuff has to go down when you know racism happens within the stadium right there can be no gray area everything has to be black and white yeah you know that's to be has to be super clear what can happen yeah yeah it's a shame because you know you see journalists especially in spain after this incident there was a lot of journalists and people in the media who who were kind of almost justifying it what was happening um that was almost his fault you know he you know he does all his dancing and so on and the fact that they feel that they can even say those type of things feels like, you know, they feel like they have a platform and the confidence to to go out and do it because they feel like there'll be no repercussions. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's never any harsh punishments. You know, just to go on TV and say, it's because Vinny's dancing, that's why it's happening. Or it's, he's the one who instigates it. Is, yeah, it's messed up, man. Yeah, it feels like a like a ping pong game where you're just like people blaming each other. Yeah, not uh, for real. It's a blame game. Yeah. Like, you know, La Liga blame the club. Yeah. The club blame the fans and the fans say, okay, yeah, we don't know which fan said it, right? So yeah, like, exactly. So there's never exactly. anyone who's like, it's never anyone's fault. But I think the league needs to take some more drastic action. Um, sure. Say something like, until you fix it, you don't get fans in your stadium. Um, or players, or the players that say, oh, listen, we're not going to play this weekend. Do you know what I mean? And it's only then you'll start hurting like the pockets of the big corporations. Because that's yeah. when they'll take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's sad to say. But yeah, yeah. When, when, when it comes to money, Things will be, become serious. Yeah, for sure. If you also get like fines, the, if the club will get fines, that will both affect the clubs that yeah. they will maybe take action against this, but also this will affect the fans. If yeah. every like racial uh, racial abuse will get a ban of, I don't know, a huge amount, yeah, a huge amount of money, then then everyone will will be also blaming the guy who yeah, did this. Yeah, that's the thing. I say guy because it's way more often guys yeah. than girls. Um, but th- that will also like, it's sad to say, but money is the thing that actually uh, make things happen yeah. in this world. And also in like in the football world, yeah, we can sure. see, we can see it every time, every, everywhere. That is money, money talks in the football world. Yeah, And fact. also in cor- corporations. Yeah. So, so I think that they, they have to do some monetary, uh, monetary way to, uh, to punish yeah, clubs yeah. Uh, clubs fans that does this and I think I think just a fine I, I think fans don't really feel that Do if it's a huge I, fine often it's never a huge fines. it's often like you know 100,000 euros and so on yeah but that, that's what maybe they should change yeah it has to be like you know millions yeah you know? exactly so so you, you can't buy, buy good players this summer because yeah. you did some, some yeah. racial abuse so other fines of that amount but not like 20, 100, 200,000 euros even when my club signs a player for like X amount of money as a fan you feel like yeah it's not my money. The club has the money anyway. Do you know what I mean? But I think if it's like, you know, no fans in the stadium, that hurt fans a lot more. Yeah. It actually impacts their lives. Yeah, Rather than money from the club, which they, they often don't really have the sense of, okay, how much money is that actually? Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Maybe yeah. mix both, maybe. Yeah. So it hurts them a lot. Yeah, exactly. Fines, I mean, it's good for, to make the clubs take action. Yeah, stadium bans, and not just individuals getting lifetime bans. I think t- I don't think three people from Valencia got lifetime bans. I think they announced today. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just three individuals. You know, it's not going to make any difference. No, I mean, so it has to be bigger actions than that. Yeah, um, but the, the sad truth is that you know the people who make these decisions, they're never really going to have to go through this, and the kids won't either. You know, and that's why they don't deal with these type of issues with the amount of severity, um, urgency, and energy as they should. Yeah, right, because it hasn't happened to them. They don't really know what it feels like. No. And then they don't act um, the way they should. Yeah. Actually, I, I think this is like, it's hard to talk about because I get like so sentimental and also like sad mm. to talk about this. But um, yeah, I think it's a super hard topic to talk about, but it's really important that we do. Yeah, it um, is. Because, because we got, we got to highlight this, you know, from us who like work within football and also like, uh, like invested in football and so on. Yeah. Um, we 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 gotta mention this. We we can never we can never like let things like this go. Uh, we can't. And um, I hope for Vinny, Vinny's sake, that he he and his family are feeling okay mm. after circumstances. And I hope that um, La Liga will take actions. Yeah. And I also hope that um, this will actually affect La Liga 
so they understand um, how big of an issue this is. Uh, that maybe some some big player won't go there because of all the scandal. Then they will understand. For example, if Jude Bellingham yeah, true. went out and said, "Okay, I I wanted to sign for Real Madrid, but this happened to Vinny, and he left the club." So I think I m- might actually go back to England to Liverpool or something like that yeah. instead. If a, if a thing like that happened, that would that would be a huge thing. Yeah, for sure. So I actually hope that will happen because I think yeah, it's, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, like, I think I think something big has to happen. Uh, in order to make this stop because we've seen it so many times now yeah. that small small events won't make any difference there has to be huge events yeah for sure something that'll be good I think something else that needs to happen is just like players current and also ex-players yeah because you know the good thing today is that players have such a big platform you yeah know, they have often they have you know many more million followers personally than even their football clubs do and so on yeah, yeah. You know, so they have such a big reach right so I really think you know the players and ex-players really have to you know come together and make a stand um, towards it and they can't it also can't just be like uh and no player can do it individually right Vini no. doesn't have enough you know power to do it individually uh, mbappe or whoever like but i think like, they've, 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 they've they've done that like so many times but it doesn't doesn't get any effect i think don't you like that you do all these like fifa uefa against racism and stuff like that yeah, yeah those, those things don't take effect but I mean, like the players just have to take a stronger action yeah. as a group together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah. Said, but yeah, these messages like kick it out. And yeah, those type of things don't. don't Unf- really unfortunately, work. that type of PR yeah. uh, won't affect these idiots. Yeah, yeah. The key, so I think, is actual. You know, you know, harsh punishments. Yeah. You know. Yeah, serious and harsh yeah, ones. Not hundred thousand euro fines and stuff. No, like, you know. no, that that won't make any individual bans. Ah, that doesn't no. make any difference. No. Then it gets swept under the rug and people forget it. Yeah. Good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only have one thing left to say on this topic, and it's fuck racism, man. Yeah, fuck racism. I get like so fucking pissed. Yeah, want to talk about this? Yeah. Actually, now it f- feels strange to like change topic here, <laughs> start talking about football. But but we we felt like this uh, this topic needed to to have um, a big part of this this uh, this episode today. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but um, now we're actually gonna, uh, leaving Spain. Mm. Um, and we're gonna talk about the Premier League, who actually um, feel like it almost ended this weekend. You know, with uh, Manchester City actually winning the, the title, there's still uh, um, battles for who is going down. Yeah. So, and top four uh, and top four. Oh, even though that one, yeah, United, top, United need a point. Yeah, top four feels also like quite signed, yeah, signed, right. sealed, and delivered. Yeah. But um, but we we gotta talk about Manchester City's um, that they actually won the league now and uh, that they uh, defeated Ar- uh, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, what are, what are uh, your opinions? I mean, it was a pretty even race, you know, with Arsenal for five to six months. Actually, Arsenal were ahead for most of the league. I think, yeah, they had the record now. I think they were 230-something days on top of the league, a record yep. of 93% of the season without winning it. That's that's crazy. Uh, that's I think, crazy, man. I think of the, um, of the five clubs, uh, the top five teams who have led the league for the longest period without winning it, four of those are Arsenal. Wow. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Butlers, yeah. Ar- Arsenal feel like they often like choke. Yeah, and even last season we saw it with the top four. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- they were favorites for top four, then they choked towards the end. This yeah. season they choke with the league. Yeah. Um, and but I mean City also, we have to give respect to them. Oh, exactly, uh, exactly. It's not not only like Arsenal being poor here. Yeah. It's also like City being crazy. Yeah, especially in, as we mentioned in the last episode, like in early March they really stepped it up. Yeah. And then and it's probably been the best City that we've seen. Yeah. And huge respect for winning three in a row because that's that's not easy. No, you know, because I think psychologically, when you win something, um, you know, it's easy to be satisfied and yeah, okay, I've won the league now, I've won it again, and then. But it's Pep, you know, he doesn't let the players relax. No, you know, it just keeps pushing them. And also to bring in a, a hungry player like Holland, yeah, also in the team. I think that was also like a key thing for them. Maybe not to like win the the, the league. I think so this year though. Uh, I think if if Holland would have come, I think they, I think maybe Arsenal would have win. Exactly. The league. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think also like his hunger to win a Premier League title. Yeah, was, has he won was, a league title yet? No, he doesn't win. No. He obviously didn't win Germany. Maybe he won Austria. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it, um, Maybe Norway. And, I don't know. But. Nah, I, I think it was his first league title actually. Yeah, I think it was. Could be. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it spent like so much money for the last five, four or five years. Yeah, but it's also like also not that much more. I think nah. like. Probably around the same as the other big clubs, and even yeah. less than some of the big clubs. Yeah, I think what we saw Chelsea spend this season yeah, is more, exactly, more exactly. than more than City have spent in the last couple of years combined. Yeah. Um, so of course they do have you know bucket loads of money, but at the same time, I mean, 
they've done so well with it you have to say yeah exactly yeah. they're really good in like sports industry they're yeah. like really good with like everything around the club that's what we've been talking about previously it's crazy how like the management is running yeah. in the club yeah, it is and they've done now they've done three peats in the, the premier league the yeah. under 21 premier league and the under 18 premier league oh damn they're dominating on yeah, all three all too. three now they've won three in a row damn uh, so wow they're, yeah they're dominating english damn. men's football that's crazy yeah uh, insane triple three peats damn yeah wow that's crazy. And it's the best city team I've seen. I mentioned last time. Maybe not as technically good as some of the other ones because, you know, Holland, his touch isn't as perfect as some of the other players. You know, nah. sometimes he miscontrols it and so on. But, I mean, just the whole package, I think it's I think it's a better team. Um, yeah. More entertaining to watch. Yeah. yeah. Powerful back four. Incredible midfield with Rodri, Gundo, mm. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And then, you know, Holland up front. Yeah. You know? It feels like they've become, like, more physical as yeah. we talked about previously. They've been, like focusing a lot on like bringing more physicality yeah for sure because i think that sometimes this this can like win you titles also yeah because they go both got skill and also the like physical part of it yeah for sure which yeah. is which is vital today in in today's football you know, the, 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 the game of football is getting way more like physical from after like every day yeah it is you have to be like able to run you have to be stronger you have to be faster you have to be smarter than your opponent yeah i think and that's what's what yeah exactly exactly and this was sitting in and like they've had performances that were like unreal you know against real madrid mm. uh arsenal by munich yeah, all, all of those games, all of them yeah all of those games were like cr crazy yeah um so they they've been they def they deserve to win this also Champions League title because yeah. I think they've been been the best uh, best team in the world this season. Yeah, for sure. I'll be shocked. Opinion. I'll be shocked if they don't win the treble now. Yeah, I mean that would be crazy. If you look at the odds, I haven't looked at them, but I'm sure they're big favorites to win both the Champions League and um, FA Cup. If they don't, it's almost a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I hope you know my team, Man United, beat them in the FA Cup. But based on their form, our form isn't as solid as it was earlier. I'd be quite shocked if we win that. Yeah. Our only hope is maybe they're a bit more focused on the Champions League final the week later. But still, they have a whole week. It's not like a midweek game, you know. Nah. And it's also like, you know, it's Inter also, you know. Yeah. It's not like they're facing like a huge team, yeah, like one of the best in Europe. Inter is uh, not there. Uh, yeah, exactly. If it was Bayern or PSG, it would be a little bit yeah, different. At least, or, or like Dortmund, maybe it's a, it's a better team. We're going to yeah. talk about Dortmund later on in this episode. But but like Inter is not on that level either. Uh, so, so, so I think they... They um, they will win the Champions League, and I I think it's more of an even game against United. Yeah, I think so in too. The, in the cup final. Yeah, and I think also if they win the Champions, or if they win the treble, yeah, I think they'll have a strong claim to being the greatest you know, English team ever. Yeah. yeah, you know, compared to the United '99 treble winning team or the '07-'08, which won the double. Um, yeah, but they might also have a strong claim to be the greatest cheats ever as well, depending on what happens with these 115 financial violations oh yeah true 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 yeah I mean, so it's the kind of in a yeah strange uh, situation yeah strange almost like in a purgatory situation you know like yeah. they're winning they're winning these titles but the verdict first they were saying okay it'll take a couple months i think first the rumors were by april may we'd know but now yeah. the reports suggest that we won't know um what's going to happen for a couple of years so yeah. you know, it's quite a strange situation for them. Yeah, and it must be weird also for like Richard Masters, the CEO of the Premier League, who you know who giving who's giving out winning medals to a club who his organization has you know um, alleged, violated. No, yeah, who who they have alleged to be serial cheaters. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, and he's giving out oh winner, winners of my competition. Yeah, that must be like so fucked up. And maybe knowing, okay, when I, when we're done with all our investigations, these medals might mean shit. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, oh, really? so that's, that's like. That's like super weird, super yeah. weird situation. But also, you know, the the whole like football world is like so complex nowadays. So you can't just say, okay, this is wrong, this is right. Like, yeah. just so complex to like understand, you know. And City, of course, they bring in the best economic people that they have, mm. the best people in the world to help them to to make it look like they didn't cheat. Yeah. So then That's the thing. they have the best lawyers. Yeah. They have the best. They, they, they obviously have the best everything. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then, then the federations and stuff like that. They do exactly the same. Yeah. And then these these people sit sit there and battle each other and try to like overprove each other. Yeah, that's the thing. And of course, that will take years. Yeah. <laughs> because these these people never give up. So it's gonna be interesting to see how we look back on this in like ten years. If 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 they will get rid of all these titles or or if they yeah, remain. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, 
even if let's say they they're found guilty but the punishment isn't they don't strip them from these titles even if they officially keep the titles people won't really respect it anyway no Do you know what i mean it's like, like oh they cheated to win those yeah it's it's like a, it's it's a it's maybe not the best comparison here but you know it's the shund yeah. the swedish team who actually they went Grand, from Grand like, Potter. yeah it's like grand potters um estashund mm. uh they went like from fourth tier in in sweden all the way to europa league and you know winning a cup cup title and stuff like that but then you found out that this was also all cheating and uh today no one th- think of like that estashund actually did this oh, yeah? everyone hates estashund and think that they were just cheating you know and that they yeah no one respect them in, yeah, in the same way that they did previously because then everyone was like wow this is the greatest sport achievement ever by a Swedish team and stuff like that but now no one talks about Estesund and they are just a, they're just a small piece in the history yeah and they're not even in the top division anymore no they're actually in Superettan though so okay. the sec- second tier um, I think they I think they started pretty well so maybe they, they could, they'll come back to Alsenska yeah. strange situation mm. yeah and same could happen to City yeah mm. exactly so so it's I think that maybe City could, you can look at it the same way they was like okay they were super good but obviously they cheated yeah. so then then you won't have the, the, the same amount of respect as you had yeah, previously all. so so yeah strange situation yeah that is it's an really crazy crazy one but um no no matter what we're now we're here we're here right now and right now we have to say that we're just super amazed with the, what City have done. Yeah, and yeah all, we are. Yeah, and you know, Pep, Holland, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva. There are like so many heroes also in this team. Mm. So many like really good players and also players that you maybe didn't didn't imagine they were going to be like key key players for, for Pep. You know, like, like Akanji. Yeah, Ake. Yeah, yeah. yeah also, like, he, especially he, when, you, when you left Chelsea, going to Bournemouth, people probably thought, oh, this guy's finished. Yeah. You know, but look at him yeah. now. He's like starting in... Yeah, one of the greatest teams ever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, like when he w- came to City, it felt like he was gonna be—he was gonna be a backup. Yeah, and he felt was. Like it was yeah. And he was the f- the first season. Yeah, for sure. So he was kind of like a flop. Yeah. When they, when he bought him. Yeah. Until um, Pep realized, okay, I can't do this with Zinchenko and Cancelo. No, nah, He's exactly. like, okay, I actually need you know, I need solid players at yeah. fullback. Yeah, uh, and they've also de- developed during the season because I think early on in the season I felt that they were you know quite poor offensively. Now I think both of both Akani and Ake has been like they're pretty they're pretty good. Yeah, they're solid offensively. They're not like these you know modern fullbacks. You yeah, know? yeah, not like, like Trent and Cancelo. Yeah, Andy Robertson and, and yeah. plays like that. Uh, but more like. They they can also like manage to do uh, stuff on the offensive half of the of the pitch. Yeah, for sure. Which so so I'm super super impressed with his team and also the management and everything around it. So yeah, so too. maybe it's actually not such a big shock, shock as it is that Arsenal actually bottling it. Uh, how, what do you feel about Arsenal? Do you feel that should you be like? Do you think that everyone should be like disappointed that uh, Arsenal failed? Or did they give City a really good uh, match and they they couldn't stand to yeah. the whole season to yeah. to match it? I mean, me personally, I can sympathize with them. You know, losing to City, obviously, that that, that you expected that. Um, drawing at Anfield as well is is fine. Yeah, it's a tough tough game, even though they were tunnel up. But still, if you look at it objectively, drawing at Anfield is a good point. Even losing to Brighton, um, considering how good they are. But then the games that you can't really forgive are like the West Ham, um, the Southampton games. Those are just so disappointing. And even this weekend against uh, this weekend against Nottingham Forest, it felt like they'd already accepted the league was done. Yeah. Um, but still, like those are ones that you can't really forgive. Of course, it is impressive the way they've played this season. Yeah. Right. And to you know to run City so close for the majority of the season, but to have been on top for ninety three percent, it is yeah, it is a bit of a bottle job. My yeah, opinion. Um, yeah, but it especially also, when you look at those couple of results. Yeah, exactly. But it also like show like how important also it is to have like players with um, routine that's yeah. been through all these situations that many times. You yeah. know, City got that with like Kevin De Bruyne. They got like Rodri. Uh, that Diaz has done this before. Edison. They have like so many players that like experienced all of this yeah, before. I mean, Kyle Walker, John Stones. They've won the league yeah. five times now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like for for a team like Arsenal, you know, they have like so many young and talented players. Yeah. Um, but also like they they've been the worst. Uh, they've been like in the worst form when they needed it the most yeah, so to thing. be to be in good form. Um, uh, Martinelli, Saka, they haven't really yeah. been you know on the best form like no. when, when it really mattered. And have, it's also when you expect the experienced players to step in. Yeah, even they faltered. Like yeah. the Thomas Party has been pretty useless the last couple of weeks. Yeah. and 
Of course, they definitely miss Saliba, but you're always going to miss players but in, he's, in the he's not, running. He's not an experienced player yeah. either. Yeah. He, he's like quite young, you know, been in France. This is like yeah. his, basically his first Premier League season. Yeah, for sure. Like, not in terms of experience, even. but just in terms of being like one of the best players. Some Arsenal fans are saying, oh, you, we had injuries. But, but you can't really... Nah. I mean, you're always going to get a couple of injuries. Yeah. Uh, and it's also you have like, to be able to cope with injuries. Yeah, and also like, I feel like, okay, if Thomas Partey should be like your biggest like routine player... Then, then I think this the squad building has been quite poor. Yeah, I think I, I think that maybe a player that I maybe could have felt had a, that type of impact on the team would maybe be Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, because he's been in City before mm. and he knows what how you win yeah. titles and stuff like that. And he's actually been injured. Yeah, he's been injured, but he's, he's come back injured. now and he hasn't really been. Nah, and that, that's at the, the thing. level you expect. Nah, exactly, and that, that's the thing. Also, like maybe if he would have been top level. Mm. Uh, Maybe what could maybe yeah. some things some other things could have happened. Yeah. You know, Sinchenko is also someone that you should mention, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe you you expected more of yeah, for sure. this part of the season because he he also felt like the leader yeah. that Arsenal was trying to like build. It felt like he was trying too hard to be a leader. I don't know if yeah. you remember the Southampton game. I think when yeah. they went two 0 down. Yeah, and he made like a huddle, you know, for the players after two 0 yeah. He's like, hey, guys, come in, come in, and he was like, guys, come on. Even though he was a fault for the goal, first of all. Yeah. He's like, guys, come on, let's get back into this. And then Erdogan went up to him um, and, he was, and he almost told him off. He's like, oh, what are you doing? Nah. Uh, <laughs> and then also seeing Zinchenko cry when he, when he got subbed off against Liverpool after Trent not making yeah. um for, yeah. the, for the 2-2 equalizer. Yeah. And see, when you see like, you know, one of your experienced leaders, you know, acting like that, yeah. you know, crying when they get subbed off because they made a mistake. And yeah, that's not what you want in those moments. Nah. But also, I think we should um, should mention here that it must been must been a hard season for Sinchenko also with everything going on in his home country. Yeah, true. So, so I've, I've seen some breathtaking clips on him also, like talking about this whole situation. Mm. So I think it's I think it's been a emo- emotional season for him, not not only like on the pitch and also like off the pitch. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, being sub- subbed off. I don't think it's like he he's he's not like crying only because of what's going on in the field. It's maybe also like because he got like so many emotions on what's going on in his home country. Yeah, but at that moment it did look like it was based on what happened. Yeah, yeah, true. Trent not make him, he got subbed off. Yeah, and then that's really the game. You also felt like okay, Arsenal if they yeah. drop points here, yeah, the plan yeah. to win the league. Yeah, so I felt like in that moment it was because of that. But, yeah, I, but I, def- I fully agree with you. I mean, I, I definitely think so. I definitely think so too. But I think also that maybe he's been like over over emotional yeah for sure due, due to what's what's going on in ukraine yeah. uh so i think that's also maybe a factor why why he hasn't maybe been the leader that they the type of leader that you want to have yeah uh in a title title running team mm. and get gary neville says something quite interesting on this topic yeah yeah i was watching an interview with him and you know talking about experience and so on yeah and of course class of 92 gets a lot of praise right and but he said the class of 92 they didn't win their first league title because of the class of 92 they won it because of, you know, um, Roy Keane, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, Peter Schmeichel, you know. They had a rock solid spine. Yeah. So that spine was supported by these the Castle 92. Yeah. Ryan Giggs, David Beckham, Gary Neville. But they won the reason they won. You know, you do need experienced players, even if you have you know, a group of youngsters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing of, often with, like, winning teams. Mm-hmm. They, they're quite, quite rare that you, you only have, like, youngsters who are, like, developing and, you know, learning the game. If we if we don't talk about FC Nordkalland in mm. uh, in Denmark, maybe they they only have uh, these young and uh, yeah, unexperienced sure. players. But otherwise, than that, I don't think there's any other team in the in like the football world mm. who's actually been like top of the league and maybe win the league yeah. with a, with a team like that. Um, so that's, that's quite rare. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but but at the end, like that city will win maybe the league by ten points. Yeah, I mean it looks like I think right yeah. now they're eight points ahead. Yeah. Or seven. I think yeah they're in eighty eight. Arsenal in eighty one. Yeah. Um, and City have a game extra. They have two games left. Arsenal have one. So if they both win the remaining games, yeah, then if yeah, City finish ten points ahead, yeah, you know, and and that is something that you have to be like, that is something that you have to criticize Arsenal for. Yeah, you know that that it becomes like that big of a difference when you, when you actually led the league for ninety ninety three percentage of the whole season. For sure, Th- that is not okay at all. Yeah, I was I was reading like. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his best season yeah. at United. Yeah. It was actually better than Arsenal yeah. this season. Yeah, also and got second, I, uh, second in the league also. Yeah, exactly. Got second in the league. Yeah. Went further in the Cups. Yeah. Do you mean? So it is... And he didn't get any respect at all almost. Ole no, Gunnar no Solskjaer. praise, yeah. basically. Basically yeah. no praise. It's yeah. been quite a big debate I've seen like online yeah. and so on, but who's had the better season? United or Arsenal? What do you think? <laughs> um, I have to say Arsenal. Exactly. Still, because there was more... 
I was more like confident with like United being better than they were previously. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I was more like, okay, now it's going to be a huge difference when Eric Ten Hag comes in. But I, I was not like, I didn't feel that Arsenal would be um, number two after yeah. City before the season started. If you, if you understand yeah. what I mean. Uh, I don't even mean like playing wise yeah. and so on. Th- that's the way I think. Like, I think that, I think that you could, you could see that United was going to, was going to get better. But I didn't see that one coming. That Arsenal was going to be like so close to winning a league, t- league title. Yeah, for me, so, it, so that, that that is how I'm thinking. How do, uh, how do you see it? You're you're also biased. Of yeah, course, I'm but biased. But I see. Okay, let's say we finish third. We're, we're going to finish third or fourth. If yeah. we finish third, if we Newcastle dropped points yesterday, right? So if we win our remaining games, we finish third. Yeah, I'd personally rather take third and a trophy, potentially two. We've already won the Carabao. We're probably going to lose the FA Cup final, but you never know. Yep. So th- third and a trophy versus second and no trophy. For me, there's no there's no difference with second and third. So I'd personally rather get a trophy and just lose finish. In the Premier League, finishing second, third or fourth is the same. It doesn't really yeah. matter. For me, it's a strange way to look at it. But um, but I, I, I can see the... Uh, you guys don't win that many trophies in Ico, so I can't blame you. Damn. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, but w- can... Aussie, wouldn't you rather finish third and win, win a cup than second? Not in all sense, Cam, because it's uh, you, you don't uh, you won't get uh, Europa League qualifications if you end up third. Okay, but but if you if you look at the Premier League situation, um, like second or third, like really, what is the difference? When you're and when, at the end of the day, when you look back, it's a better better place in the table. Yeah, at the end of the day, when you look you, at your you, career, you, you look at the trophies you've won. You do, you don't care if you finish second or third. You don't count. Okay, I finished second, but it's three also times, a, I finished third <laughs> four times. You look at you uh, look at trophies. Yeah, you do, but it's also like it's the Carabao. Uh, it's still, it's still a big trophy. Uh, it's not a big trophy. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, trophy, but it's not a big trophy. Yeah, it's not like the. We also won the Bangkok Cup in the preseason. That's not a big trophy. That's a trophy. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a trophy. <laughs> you can't even call that a trophy. That's a medal. That's not. <laughs> nah, even I'm playing. A I'm playing. But I mean, this is considered a big trophy. Like it is officially a major honor. Uh, if you look at players' major honors in the career, all these league cups, Carabao cups are considered yeah. major honors. And it is. I mean, all the ninety-two clubs in um, in the English league system are part of it. You know, so yeah. you have to be the best out of those. Yeah, true. Because you won the FA Cup. Oh, uh, we won the League Cup. And that's the Carabao. Yeah, that's the Carabao. Yeah. yeah. And FA Cup is like all in the whole country. Yeah. You know, even like non-league. Yeah, exactly. They, that's why I think FA Cup is bigger. But, but yeah. of course it is. But yeah, it is. Uh, FA Cup is bigger for sure. Yeah. Um, but League Cup is it's still the ninety-two teams in like the the top four divisions, the professional divisions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it is. It is a big cup. Yeah, it's actually. I didn't even think it's going to be a debate, but now when we talked about it, actually, yeah. I can see. I can see why it's uh, why it's actually a debate. Uh. <laughs> but um, yeah, we can conclude that yes, um, United need one point from two games yeah. to end up in top four, yeah. and uh, two also, home games as well. Yeah, two home yeah. games. You, you definitely should be should be right. And you mentioned Newcastle. Um, I think it's crazy how how they've been like progressing so fast under Eddie Howe, yeah. and uh, you know so, so many like also really. Uh, successful signings like for example the Swede Alexander Isaac yeah, he's been great uh, he's been he's been amazing yeah. um, Bruno Guimarães Bruno Guimarães um, Kieran Trippier the leader yeah exactly he's, and those like, like he's a key one Karen, Callum Wilson been also been crazy yeah for sure long stuff it's been like so many so many players have been like really good Almiron Almiron also yeah, yeah. he was clowned but now he's doing yeah Joe Linkton, who was a joke of a striker. Yeah, exactly. And now he's like uh, almost one of the best midfielders in Premier League. Yeah. He's been a fire. So I think Newcastle are ahead of schedule. I don't think their plan was to be top four this season. No. I, think I think they were probably looking three, four, five years down the line to be top four. Yeah, I think uh, Alexander Isak mentioned, mentioned that too in an interview, that mm-hmm. they were like quite surprised that they actually did reach this goal already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm also super impressed with, um, with Brighton yeah, and uh, Deserby. I knew before he came to England what what a what a great coach he was, but I think he's shown how how good of a coach he is in England. Also, that he guaranteed European football for the first yeah, time ever. Yeah, that's a great first season for him, hundred percent. And it's also like you have to argue. Maybe we talk about some really good coaches this season, like how how good they've been. But doesn't like maybe the Serbi needs to to be the manager of the season, right? Yeah, because like he's one of the nominees, one of yeah, the top six, yeah, and. In my opinion, he probably deserves it. You could yeah. argue like Emery. Yeah. You could argue for any of the guys who've been nominated on. Yeah. Arteta, Guardiola. All, all of them have made like Eddie Howe, huge. Gary O'Neill yeah. for Bournemouth. You know, yeah. everyone thought they'd go down. You know, they've they're comfortably up now. But Deserbi, I think, is more just the way he's made Brighton play. 
you know. Yeah. Also, like how how he like changed the whole club. Yeah. Um, He's doing things people haven't seen before. Nah. Do you know what I mean? And doing it in such a short time frame as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at Pep Guardiola's press conference today. Yeah. Um, and he said, "I'm convinced in what I'm saying that Roberto De Zerbi is one of the most influential managers in the, in the last 20 years. There's no team playing the way they play. It's unique." And it's also like you, you can see it already that like players they want to go to Brighton because the service is there. Yeah. I think actually he, he might be I think in a, in a few years he he will definitely be the coach of one of the biggest teams in the world. Yeah, no question. Because I I know that Barca was actually considering him mm. uh, when he was back in Sassuolo being a coach there. So so he's he's been a big name in Italy and in Spain um mostly because Pep has been such an admirer of him. Yeah, for so many years he's mm. been he's been talking about the Serbi when the Serbi was like in City B. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah some, shows Pep's knowledge as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. He's he's been like in love with the way the Serbi coaches. Who knows? Maybe so, he takes over City after Pep leaves. Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe he does. Or if any any other big club uh, mm. give him the chance before that, I think I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I think he'll at least be in Brighton next season. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. think so too. I All think right. he, I think he's gonna continue there. Yeah, especially and, taking them to Europe. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. then, I mean, this this summer they're gonna get so much money. They're gonna sell McAllister. Who else are they gonna sell? Caicedo. Yeah, they might sell him Moses. as well. Yeah, yeah, and then might say this this Ferguson guy. You know, maybe Newcastle would like to go for him. Yeah, yeah, he's been linked entirely to Newcastle. I think they'll yeah. keep Matoma. They have those good youngsters like Enciso, who looks yeah. insane. Yeah, nineteen-year-olds from Paraguay. Um, Buonote. We haven't seen much of the Swede Ayari yet. Hopefully, no. I don't know. I don't know how he's been doing there. Hopefully. I think he will get his chances next season. You, when so? you, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to compete against like McAllister and Caicedo. Yeah, but I think they will. Those really good players will leave. They will they will get in these these names that you never heard of, and they will they will fit in the team like a glove. You know. Yeah, and they'll probably even be better than the guys they yeah. replaced. Cause yeah, that's what's happened. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna get to know some really interesting players next season that we don't know at all anything about right yeah. now. So yeah. um yeah, you just have to admire that project. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, we we mentioned Brighton's project previously also like guests come here talked about Brighton and stuff like that. So it's um yeah. It feels like when you think of a well-run club, yeah, that's the one you think of. Yeah. It's either them or like maybe Brentford. Yeah. But Brentford works in a different way. I, I think I think yeah, you're right. Brighton is the, the the like model club that many people think of. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, how do you, how you recruit players and and all of that. Yeah. Combined it's crazy and um, as we mentioned earlier there's still a relegation battle ongoing and it's some big clubs that might go down um, so it's either it's going to be two out of Leeds Leicester and Everton yeah exactly Southampton already down but out of those three two of those are going down and those are all massive clubs yeah I mean Everton I can't imagine them down no um, they look like the favourites to stay up yeah they just have to yeah if they beat I think they pay Bournemouth home then they'll stay up guaranteed yeah they could also stay up even if they even if they draw the game depending on all the results but Leeds are almost guaranteed to go down yeah um, maybe maybe it's time for them to go down and yeah. re- restart the project because it Leeds? felt like yeah, yeah it felt like they were up there um they the, with, with the Bielsa you know they they had it all going had an amazing first season then they yeah. had second season syndrome which happens a lot yeah yeah so I think it might, might be but I think also that if Leeds go down I think it can it can um it can um Maybe you have to wait for the club to get back in many years. You don't again. think it'll be immediate? No, no. I think I think it can be like quite like hectical there. If hopefully not as long as last time. No, hopefully not for those fans. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that was, not. That was like twenty years, yeah. 18, yeah. 19, 20 yeah, years. yeah. I think it was like in in the nineties. I think it was early two thousands. Like yeah, maybe three. Yeah, something. true, true, true. It was. Yeah. I remember the I early days. I started watching United. I remember Leeds when the league. Oh, so. okay, okay, yeah. nice, nice. And also right, like Mark Viduka. Oh yeah, true, true. Those players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also Leicester. You know, winning the, yeah, the league title in like ten years. Seven years ago. Only. Seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and now going down with yeah. like all. Uh, really good players also that's the thing they've got a great squad James yeah. Madison Harvey Barnes yeah Jamie Vardy obviously Yuri yeah. Tillemans I mean it's yeah. a great squad I, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked they're probably going down they yeah. got a huge point yesterday against Newcastle yeah and if they win their game and Everton don't then they'll stay up yeah they do have a chance still yeah I'm actually have fingers crossed actually for Leicester I hope Leicester stay up yeah of those. because I also think that maybe if, as the, there's been rumors that if Everton goes down and they will end up in bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's the overinvested. Ec- yeah, the economic factors and so on. I I don't think they're going to manage it actually. So that that will also be like hard. But um but actually 
I like Leicester, so I hope Leicester will stay. Yeah, I think so. And I think also Leicester, though, if they go down, I also think they'll come up, come back up immediately. Mm. Um, but the other, yeah. the other two, I'm not sure. Nah. For them, it can take like yeah. many years. Yeah, they, it could take a while. I mean, yeah. even a huge club, they could come up immediately as well. But yeah. it feels like there'll be a bit more chaos at that club. Yeah, yeah exactly. Leicester feels like quite a well-run club, even though the yeah. season hasn't been... They've been underperforming this yeah. season. But otherwise than that, they, they are, it doesn't need to be any problems with yeah. the club. They'll come back up immediately if they go down, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, a really interesting relegation battle. And yeah. Clubs who would never really go down. You know, it's no. always like the same ones. It's like Fulham, Norwich, you know, those are the clubs Bournemouth. you always see. Yeah, Bournemouth. Those are the clubs you always see at the bottom of the yeah. league. But this year it's clubs that you're not used to seeing there. No. Nah. No, nah, so, exactly. Yeah. Gonna be interesting to see who goes up because it's Burnley and Sheffield United. Yeah, comes up automatically. Yeah, and then it's a final between Luton, who who you never talk about in this in this like discussion to go mm. up and also Coventry has been it's been many years since they were, were up yeah also quite a chaotic club with a lot of like financial problems and they haven't played like on their home ground for a few years really yeah mm. yeah it's uh, Victor Gukeres has mm. been like the top scorer in uh, in championship I think mm. he at least one of them uh, he's been playing there this season and he's been amazing so it's gonna be interesting interesting to see if they yeah. comes up then he might stay Otherwise, it's been linked with Wolverhampton and like West Ham oh, yeah. and clubs like that. So, mm. so it's a huge interest. Wow, I'd love for Luton to go up though. Yeah, have you I, seen their stadium? Yeah, and like <laughs> the way you walk into the stadium is crazy. Yeah. I would love to go there for a game if they if they come in up to the Premier League, then we should go to a game. Yeah, if they, it's no also like clo- close to London. Yeah, it is. So you can, you can't go there when you go on a London trip. Yeah, because that's a magical story. Yeah, they, they were non-league not too long ago. Yeah, they kind of like Wrexham, but without the insane money. Exactly. Um, of course, they they do have money, but not like not like that. Right? Nah, so it's exactly. a magical story, but just obviously doesn't have the the same media coverage nah. um, as as that as that type of story does. But it's, nah. it's insane what they've done, and that's also why they have such a small stadium. Yeah, I don't even know if it's. I don't know. It feels like you almost shouldn't even be allowed to have a stadium like that in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. it feels like <laughs> quite crazy that you can actually play on a on a small turf like that. Yeah. Damn. But um, interesting though. Yeah, really interesting, really interesting. And then now the leagues around Europe starts to like end up and you mm. know you start to like um see which which club is gonna win the league and who's going down mm. and um actually in bundesliga everyone thought like as you do when you think about bundesliga that Bayern munich gonna win mm. because they won every title since the 2011-2012 season yeah right yeah um but now actually it look, looked like they're gonna bottle it uh against uh, dortmund actually yeah it looks because like since uh, thomas Tuchel came in there's been some some problems uh for them uh, I, personally, I felt I felt that maybe they should have taken Tuchel in the summer and kept Nagelsmann, but it felt like the whole Nagelsmann situation was like they they had to get rid of him. But that has been painful, you know. They they lost three one to to Leipzig mm. this weekend, and the Dortmund uh, they they won over Augsburg. Yeah, and now they just need one win. Yeah, actually, yeah. There's one game left. If they win yeah. the game at home to Mainz, yeah, ninth in the league, Dortmund win the league. Yeah, and that'll be amazing. Honestly, I'm. Even though I don't really follow the German football that much, it doesn't like bother me that much. But I just love to see like a different team win the league. Right? It's yeah. boring seeing Bayern win every year since 2012, 13. Yeah, when and also like it's kind of your team in Germany though. Yeah, exactly. I even have a Dortmund kit. Yeah, you have a Dortmund kit. Royce on the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's also like I-, I could actually like give it to them the title yeah. uh, after just like thinking about the whole Sebastian Aller situation who mm. got like testicle cancer yeah. uh came back into the, in football again you thought like okay is he ever going to perform on that level again and he's just been so good yeah this season scored two goals this weekend yeah one nil and two nil yeah securing maybe the the title yeah so exactly. it'll be such a letdown if they don't win i really hope yeah i really hope they do yeah um, but uh, shout out to sebastian adler yeah really really impressive sure. yeah and also uh, the mental strength yeah great player yeah he is Really good. He also shown like after like maybe flopping in, in yeah, the Premier yeah. League, he also showed that he he got like a second breath and did everything he did in Ajax and then came to Dortmund. So I'm super impressed with the guy's career. He showed that he's he, he's like a cat, you know, he got nine lives. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, talk about Bayern. Um, yeah. What do you have to say about it? It feels like this season there's a bit of complacency. I mean, Bayern, they're used to winning the league. Um, yeah. And the thing, Dortmund... Dortmund, they're going to get a max of 73 points this season, which if if you look over the past decade, it would have never been enough to win the league. That's super low, right? To like uh, win the league title. But even though you have to remember Bundesliga, they true. play 34 games instead of 38. Oh, like yeah, the that's league. true. So that's it is, true. there's a couple few, fewer games. But still, like I think 
normally that wouldn't be anywhere near enough to trouble Bayern. So Dortmund actually haven't really improved. They've kind of been like the same. Yeah. Almost, but it's more the Bayern. I mean, they've been it, terrible. Uh, it's just sloppy. I mean, they've given away nine penalties this season. Which wow, is, that's a huge, yeah, that's huge a amount of penalties. Nine, insane. And normally that type of carelessness hasn't mattered because they've been so far ahead. Yeah. But now the margins are smaller. There's a team chasing them and now it's costing them. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I think, complacency and poor decision making at the board level with, you know, like we discussed, getting rid of Nagelsmann. Yeah. Bringing Tuchel is a good choice, but just the timing Definitely. of it has kind of backfired. Yeah, because it's hard hard for him to like manage a, a squad which is also like facing some some like they had a tough time yeah. with Nagel's money. You know, there must be in some uh, unharmony in the tr- in, in the squad. Yeah, and then you know to come in as a coach straight from like not working mm. and then come in there every, it will take a little while. Yeah, I think so. And now everything has run out of their ha- their hands. So mm. I think that Oliver Kahn and Hasan Salihamidzic they have to they have to like look at themselves and uh Maybe they they'll lead the club, or otherwise, I think they they won't have the job next season because I think Bayern Munich they will understand that this this is not good enough at all. Yeah, I'll be shocked if they're still in a job next season. Yeah, yeah, that would mean for sentimental reasons only. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but inter- interesting to see yeah, how sure. how Germany how the league will end there. Mm. Um, and like like as we said, there's a lot of like leagues finalizing now mm-hmm. um and the Serie A you know Napoli won the league so there's basically not that much to talk about there but we just have to mention that like Juventus now uh, yesterday they got 10 points deduction in in the league yeah so, confu- it's, it's weird I mean they got dedu- deducted 15 points then yeah they got them back yeah and now they got 10 yeah which is like so like unprofessional you know it's two games left of the season uh I think Allegri went out and said like this is this is not like serious this yeah. this is like just like strange because they felt you know all the way that they would go to Europe. Yeah, they're like oh we're, then, we're, we're Champions League next year we're back. Yeah, and yeah, now. exactly. And then all of a sudden they don't. And you know Milan, you know they've been shit. All of a sudden they're on on the Champions League spot again. You know being yeah. saved by this, and also like you know Mourinho with Roma. Mm. And I think actually he also mentioned that he felt like this is this is like unprofessional. Yeah, it is because like he he coached the team as if they were chasing Europe. You know. Uh, and now all of a sudden they are almost secured Europe, even though they actually didn't. You know, because if Juventus would have remained their points, yeah. they wouldn't reach Europe. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, mm. I think yeah, it yeah. it wasn't that way. It was like super tight, but now now it's not. Yeah, because because of this whole like thing. So it felt like this is just like unprofessional. Yeah, it really is. It's just like <laughs> chaos country. Yeah, it is. It is. We, we talk about Spain being a racist country. You know, Italy the same, but. You have to talk about Italy also when it comes to like organizations yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, no, no one can beat Italy. Yeah, so, in, in so level, backward on that level. Yeah, everything is like it's like going uh, going in back 80s. in time. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, even people have talked to her. I mean, Italy is, a, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a nice country and so yeah, it's on. It's a fantastic, fantastic country for like vacation, yeah, food, sure. people, culture. Exactly, you know, when, beautiful places. But I would never like to live there. Yeah, when I want to talk to people who live there. They'd say everything is like so slow and yeah. Yeah, the bureaucracy is like really slow. Things take ages to get done. Yeah, everything's so old-fashioned. Like it's yeah. it's a country that's a little bit feels like it hasn't really like you know developed that much on yeah. that level. Yeah, now that's true. I I remember there was this Swedish guy uh, Samuel Gustafsson who's now playing for Bekoheken, the best yeah. team in Allsvenskan, and he said that he he joked, but he said like it's, it feels like you have to go to court to to get rid of your Wi- Wi-Fi. Um, connection or wi-fi yeah. subscription ah, it's like such a pain yeah I mean, yeah you can't just like call the company and say like okay i'm, I'm leaving the country you know i i don't want this wi- wi-fi thing no more no 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 it's way more complicated yeah. than that my girlfriend her little sister she lives in milan yeah and to pay her phone bill she had to actually go physically and pay in cash wow and she could do it via the app and so so she was abroad probably here visiting us yeah but since she couldn't pay like her mobile service online she she couldn't have any service because she had to be there and paid physically in person wow <laughs> wow it's almost like a joke yeah. it's like it's, as you say it's back like back in the 80s yeah man. wow wow that's horrendous yeah it is i'm talking about horrendous things actually we we're now going to talk about a league that we almost never talk about yeah, i don't think we've ever mentioned it I don't think so. Maybe, yeah. I think we have, though, because the team that actually got relegated, one of the teams, is Lesia Gdansk. Mm. Um, a, a city that we visited, Gdansk, this summer. Yeah. A shout-out to Gdansk, if you haven't been there. Beautiful city. And also, yeah, like... Beautiful city and great place for a little weekend vacation. Definitely. Financially, and also what you can do there. Cheapest bits. Yeah, damn. 
And you know, to, insane value for money. Yeah, damn, it's, it's crazy. The drinks, the food, good food. Yeah, we had, we had some of the best pizzas time. we've ever had. Yeah, for like forty kroner. Yeah, forty kroner, which is like four euros. Yeah, yeah, um, four euros, four dollars. Yeah, wow, <sighs> wow, it's crazy. Beers for two dollars. Yeah, euros. Cocktails for four. Yeah, wow. You know, crazy city, perfect place to go um for for a weekend but now actually and also let's check it out their stadium we went there on a stadium tour together actually this, this summer and um it's crazy you know that stadium is maybe one of the best in europe yeah you know they had like euro semi-finals and also like the europa league, europa league final a few years ago yeah when united played villarreal yeah exactly was that 19 yeah 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 and it's like fifty thousand spectators um it's like super modern but they are going down but actually the team who won the, the league I, I have to read Rakov Chestukova mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's right the, if, uh, if any Polish guys listen to this I'm sorry Nikolai uh, <laughs> <laughs> but actually it's like they were champions a team that maybe even like no one heard of mm. and like they, they their stadium takes like not even like 10,000 people I think um, yeah, I'm not sure like I haven't heard of the club until today no you know? I remember my friend Nikolai um, telling me that oh, yes some team I never heard of had won the league and yeah. Lech Gdansk had gone down and just like a crazy season in Polish football yeah. so I was like wait what the hell is going on here yeah because you can see like Legia Warszawa, you know yeah. quite a classic Polish team in being ending up second you know uh, Lech Poznan on third mm. um, Pogon Jezhnin which mm. is not maybe the most famous club but also in Poland it's a huge club they can like fourth I yeah. think so like to have a team like that winning is crazy yeah it is and the only thing I hope comes out of this is that um, Leszegedans uh, Swede Henry Castigen the cousin of our friend Marcus Castigen mm. that he comes to AIK has it been talks? no uh. it's, <laughs> it's just me wishing you know, because we're in such a shitty situation mm. I don't know if you've seen but we yeah, we are nine games into the season six points huh? yes we've only won one game yeah. it's a derby against Hammerby uh, third game or something like yeah. that yeah, um but it's crazy, you know, the coach, you know, being hyped, you know, um, now everyone is questioning, should he stay at the team? You know, we mm. didn't have a sporting director for like nine months and now we got one, a Norwegian one who seems to be a top, top sporting director. Yeah. But it takes a while for him to implement Yeah, this. exactly, exactly. And it was like a hard, hard time for him to like join the club, you know, mm. with all these things going on. Um, and then also like... You know, some players, you know, Victor Fischer, I was hyping in the beginning of the season. Yeah. A lot of the players you signed, you and your brother, you guys were quite hyped by them. Ah, in the Jimmy Durmas. Jimmy Durmas, Victor Fischer. Victor like, wow, Fischer. these guys are going to be amazing. These guys are insane. But now it feels like you guys almost want them gone. Yeah. And that's, that's not because they're bad footballers. Mm. Because they are, they are top footballers in Allsvenskan. But the problem is that Victor Fischer is injured all the time. And it feels like, I don't know what's going on with his body and what happened to him. Mm. He was he was crazy in yeah. FC Copenhagen only a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but now it feels like you've you've seen him live and yeah. he, he's not the player he used to be. At all. Um so that's crazy. And also like Jimmy Durmas, I think he had some problems with his kidney in mm. the preseason. So I think he's he's still like I, I don't think he's and he's been the same player since that happened. That's right. Um so I think he he struggles with that, but also it feels like there's a personal dispute with uh, with the coach. There's been also rumors that him and Andreas Brandström are not the best friends. Oh, really? Um, well, was it Brandstrom who signed him? Or? No, it was the it was the uh, sporting director that okay. was actually our CEO. And mm-hmm. he was CEO and our sporting director. Okay. And he did his own thing, you know, not even talking to Andreas Brandstrom. Mm. What he wanted, he just signed players that he thought would make Alsenskan sexier. Mm. That's what he said. Uh, yeah, you need that communication with the coach and the yeah. sporting director. Yeah, sporting director and, and coach should be working super tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you never can be signing players without the coaches. No, even though they're good players, you have to sign players that the coach actually want. Yeah, otherwise they'll be on the bench. That's rule number one yeah. if you're a sporting director. So that has not been the case here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we just have to pray <laughs> that um, uh, Thomas Banschen in the summer, summer transfer window um, get some maybe Norwegian players who can run and who can score and mm. who can make assists yeah. um, and that we actually stay in Allsvenskan this season that is what uh, I'm you'll hoping stay. for or did, or how many go down? Uh, two and there's one and uh, out of qualification uh, 16 two out of 16 and right now you're 14th huh? 15th oh so you're actually in the relegation zone yeah, oh, yeah. So 
We're I thought you were one above. No, we're actually fifteenth. Wow. So yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not that hyped anymore as he used to be. Mm. Uh, I just hope that Brandon stays and uh, that Eki signs some some players who 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 are not injured all the time and yeah. who, who wants to play football mm. and be serious with their with their job yeah, basically. Like. So yeah, it's gonna be a hard thing. Uh, hard thing to um, to follow this season. Um, I hope you listeners, even though you, for those of you who don't follow Swedish football, you think this is funny, funny <laughs> part of the podcast because um, I will I will be mad basically all the se- all season. So so you will be entertained if you don't follow s- Swedish football. You at least be entertained with seeing me pissed. Um, but that was actually it for today, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Felt like we've been talking for quite a while, actually. I, yeah, I thought yeah. it would be like a, a short one, but it yeah. felt like we we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we did more than expected. Yeah, more than expected, and also we we run into some um, some like extra topics, which yeah. which I always love. Yeah, well, when we sure. do, for sure. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us, hey guys. Instagram, all the social media, and also you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. YouTube, exactly. We got some. We say this all the time, but now we, we really have some really exciting episodes coming up yeah yeah because we already recorded yeah, it exactly. so we, we know they're going to be exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so uh yeah make sure to follow us and then uh, don't don't miss out on anything by pressing the subscription bo- uh, button yeah and um kind of give us a rating as well you know it yeah. helps with algorithms on all these different platforms yeah more, we more than you it. might think um, we appreciate it exactly and if you're a listener who i don't know maybe hasn't subscribed or anything please do yeah you know, because sometimes, please, you, know, please sometimes you can listen to stuff without actually being subscribed to it. Uh, this podcast, you should you shouldn't not sleep on it. Uh, you should uh, subscribe because there will be massive, massive content coming up. Uh, Alright, bro. Alright. <laughs> Alright guys. Take care guys. Bye. Bye guys.